Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Housing Wire digital producer Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. On today's episode, I'll speak with Housing Wire real estate reporter Julia Falcon on her recent article that claims rising home prices have erased the increased purchasing power home buyers gained in early 2020. We'll also dig a little deeper into how the COVID-19 pandemic and historically low mortgage rates have impacted the nation's housing inventory and what trends in the market Falcon is watching. But before you listen, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Julia, thanks for joining us today. I want to jump right in by starting with your recent article, which claims that high home prices have erased the increased purchasing power home buyers gained in early 2020. How did this happen? So to make it short, it's due to low mortgage rates and low housing inventory. In July, um, home buyer purchasing power increased 6.9%. So this means that a home buyer with a $2,500 monthly housing budget can afford a home $33,250 higher than a year ago. But since home prices are up 8.2% year over year in July, the home buyer purchasing power is essentially canceled out. So this is all because of historically low housing inventory leading to fewer homes for sale that are affordable for someone with this $2,500 a month uh, budget compared to last year. Interesting. As we've seen over the last few months, mortgage rates in the U.S. have fallen to new lows as bond investors reacted to reports showing the economy was struggling amid the COVID-19 pandemic. How have these historically low rates affected the housing market? Um, So like I just said, these low rates are increasing purchasing power. So for instance, if the mortgage rate is about 3%, a home buyer can afford a slightly higher mortgage payment. This is encouraging people to buy, especially first-time buyers who might be able to afford a mortgage payment a little higher than they believe they would. So like the article said, if you're given an average 3% mortgage rate, a home buyer can afford a $516,500 home with a budget of $2,500 a month, which is up from a $483,250 home last year on the same budget. This means that the monthly payment on a home that price is has dropped from $2,500 a year ago to $2,339 today. Hmm. Let's return to the article. You note that the share of affordable housing in cities like Salt Lake City, Austin, Texas, and Kansas City have declined. Why has this happened? And do you think this trend is likely to continue? This happened because housing inventory in these cities and everywhere else are dramatically low. And cities like Salt Lake City, Austin, Texas, and Kansas City are cities that people are flocking to from um, more urban areas. 
So Salt Lake City, for example, had the largest drop in share of affordable homes year over year in July. So that dropped 5.2 percentage points. And during that same time frame, the number of homes for sale in Salt Lake City sank 51.7%. So I definitely think with the continuation of high demand for homes and people leaving these coastal cities mixed with the historically low housing inventory, this trend will definitely continue. Um, I spoke to an agent in Salt Lake City who said that people are coming in mostly from New York City and San Francisco, um, and this influx is just keeping them busier than ever. Okay. We now know the pandemic has led to an uptick in housing migration as more Americans are looking to new housing markets to meet their needs. As home buyers continue to migrate, what does this mean for the overall real estate market? So people are definitely migrating um, out of the urban areas. Um, they're moving to more vacation towns, suburbs, and rural areas, which is creating high ap apartment vacancies in the big cities, as well as bidding wars in the suburbs. So it's changing the real estate market because people are moving to their second homes or their vacation homes full time, which is kind of just overall changing the dynamic of the vacation towns completely. Um, I spoke to someone in New York, based in New York, and she said that the city is like a ghost town compared to what it normally is. Um, and she's seeing people retreating to the Hamptons for the winter when it's normally just, you know, the summer stay, people stay there for the summer and they're extending their stay into the winter since they can work remotely and do school remotely. That's interesting. Before we go, are there any other trends you're currently watching and is there anything else you feel like our listeners should know? So right now I'm doing some research on the increase in USDA loan applications um, which are more commonly used for homes outside of urban areas, um, which just further proves that people are migrating outward. Um, this is particularly interesting to me because the people I've spoken to so far on this have said that they see more people applying for these loans now more than ever. Um, and if you want to learn more about our real estate coverage, you can subscribe to our open house newsletter at housingwire.com newsletter. Thank you for your time today, Julia. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Victoria. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and join us again tomorrow.